Hey there, Casey. Hey, what's up, GE? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Well, I mean, you know, today, of course, we've got uh, another Bible study that we're going to do. And we did go through a pre-show meeting like we normally do. So let me make sure that I got shit squared away. I, you know how hard I am, you know, trying to get this shit right. So I know. You don't, that makes it a lot shorter and everything. Anyways, <clears throat> so today we're going to be talking about how um, Moses was bitching to God about how he's going to die so he needs to name a successor. Well, God plays any meeny miny Jew and places his <laughs> finger on Josh uh, to be the successor. Um, Elazar performs some blood magic type stuff and transforms some of Moses' power to Josh. Of course, we all know if he transfers all of his power, he immediately turns into a pumpkin at midnight. Uh, and then apparently God notices the Reubenites and Gadites across the river, and apparently they're grazing on some, some field or something. And actually, I mean, it looks like some pretty good field for the Israelites. So God's like, uh, why don't y'all go on in over there and just take all that land? Um, God commands them to conquest or con conquer. Sorry, I can't even read my own handwriting. Conquer the Canaans and to not leave anybody alive. And if you do, so help me, me. <laughs> So help me God, but you know, so help me, me. I got it. I got yeah. it. Okay. Help me, me. I, I'm there. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it, God also says that, you know, it, it, don't leave anyone alive or I will fuck you up. Also, while you're at it, kill the Amalekites. They owe me money and they won't pay me back. Then uh, God sets the boundaries. Actually, what he does is he takes his big ass fingers, dips them in the blood of the Amalekites and draws the boundaries physically on the earth. And that's why the maps <laughs> look that way. Um <laughs> And then, of course, God says, hey, assign everything by inheritance or something. And that just means uh, the, the, the tribes with the bigger tribes get more land and the smaller tribes get fucked. How did I do? Mm. Well... Uh, yeah, mm. not great. Not great. Which one? Great. Which part was wrong? Was it the whole kill everybody or so help me, me? No, no, no. That actually happened. But the Reubenites and Gadites are tribes of Israel. So it's not that he was telling the Israelites to go over and fuck them up and take their land. It's just the Reubenites and the Gadites preferred to have the land east of the Jordan because it was better for all of their herds, and so they didn't want the they didn't want their inheritance in what would become Israel, like in Canaan. They didn't want land in Canaan. They wanted the other land. So it's not like the Israelites went and took land from the Reubenites and Gadites. They already killed all the people in that land. They just, that's the land they wanted instead of the land across the Jordan. Well, I mean, I kind of figured I had a 50-50 shot with how much God kills his own people. Well, also... God didn't dip his God fingers in blood and draw map lines. Don't you recite blasphemy to me. Uh, okay. What's up, heathens? How's everybody doing today? I hope you're doing all right. KC, how you doing? I'm good, GE. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, I mean, we got we got our Bible study, so uh, obviously I got some things wrong, and I am here to be taught the correct story. Yeah. Um, we I think we are going to be jumping around a lot today, so it's easy for you know to understand how I could get confused. Yeah, we are jumping around a lot, and if you remember, what we're doing is using the Daily Bible, which is a book. Um, it isn't an actual like straight up 
Bible, right? It's not the King James Version or the New International. It's it's a Bible that's been essentially slightly reorganized in order to go by timeline um, to make it easier to understand since the Bible's incredibly poorly written to begin with. Um, they they just make it a little easier to understand. So we're well, jumping around a lot today between Numbers and Deuteronomy. Well, basically what these people were, were saying is like, well, now God, he doesn't know how to tell a proper story. <laughs> Let's fix this shit and put some puzzle pieces together where they should go instead of whatever the fuck God did. Yeah, they're going to put it in order. So we're going to start off in Numbers chapter 27, verses 15 through actually we're going to go through 23 so that's the only verses we're going to go through for this but so Moses knows that he will not be allowed to enter the promised land so his death is imminent so he's obviously concerned about how the Israelites are going to handle having a different leader since he's been the only leader that they have ever had Uh, well I mean since they left Egypt right So he asks God to help him and basically Uh, So the Lord's people would not be like sheep without a shepherd. So early on, they realized that the Israelites can't manage on their own. Um, So God said to Moses, take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hand on him. Have him stand before Eleazar the priest and the entire assembly in commission in their presence. Give him some of your authority so the whole Israelite community will obey him. (laughs) Wait wait a second. (laughs) So stand up in front of the entire congregation and give him some of your authority. Yes. That kind of feels like he's giving them the D. Is that how <laughs> is that how you transfer power back in them days? You just butt fuck them in front of a whole bunch of people? I mean, if you think about it, it's what God did to Jacob out in the desert and then renamed his ass. I mean, it kind of feels like that would be the that would be the way to give power over, especially if it's like divine power. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. They aren't really detailed about how that happens. I do know that there are hands laid on him. <laughs> that makes it better. <laughs> Let me lay my hands on you there, Joseph. Now don't don't pay attention to what I'm doing. Just cough a couple times. <laughs> So uh, he is to stand before Eleazar, the priest, who will obtain decisions for him by inquiring of the Urim before the Lord. Um, And at his command, the entire community of Israelites will go out and at his command, they will come in. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua and had him stand before Eleazar, the priest and the whole assembly. He then laid his hands on him and commissioned him as the Lord instructed through Moses. You know, this has happened a few times already in the Bible, but basically God will be be like hey do this and he'll thoroughly explain it but and then the bible goes on to thoroughly explain how they did it yeah i'm, I'm kind of curious if this isn't like some poorly executed like montage you, you know kind of like god's in there saying exactly what he's doing it and it's like the filmmaker could like put a montage of them executing what god says and it's just that one time but no, God's a shitty filmmaker, so he's like, well, I'm going to explain it to you first, and then we're going to take shots of you actually fucking doing it. Well, There's so, gonna, It's going to take up about 30 minutes worth of film. Well, so that's kind of, have you ever heard of the process? Like, here, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do, and then I'm going to tell you how we're going to do it, and then I'm going to tell you what we did. Yeah. It's like, it, you're supposed to do it three times so that people remember. It's It's a... It's a literary trick um, that's often used. It's also used 
when um, like I don't know we use it at my job when we do emails and we have to get responses from people um, we have to basically say things three times and there's a certain way to do it to get maximum response from people it's a psych it's a psychology thing Oh, okay. So you're saying that this whole repetitive nature in the Bible is more of a literary creation that was used to make it easier for people to remember the stories because none of the shit was written down? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So are we good to move on? Yeah, we are. Sorry. No, you're fine. So now we're going to jump to Numbers chapter 32, and we're going to start at the beginning of that. All right, everybody get get your pogo sticks and bounce up and down. We're <laughs> going to jump from here to all the way over the fuck there. Yeah. So the Reubenites and the Gadites, two tribes of Israel. Like, do you think the Reubenites, like, developed the Reuben sandwich? Uh, probably. Okay. Well, we can thank them for that. I don't know. Is corned beef kosher? Um, I don't know. I thought the only thing that was, like, kosher was that it had to have been a specific animal and a specific place on the animal, and they had to bless it with their glory three times or something. <laughs> well, so... I, I don't know all the details of kosher, but I do know it is it is part of this the spe- specific kinds of animals, specific parts of animals. So you're right about that. <clears throat> how you prepare, well, f- how you kill it. It's also how you kill the animal. You got to kill it with your dick. No, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Killing with dick is not kosher. Jews don't eat that. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> You're going to tell me they don't eat that when they suck the tips off a little baby dick? Oh, that, so that is like a really small portion of super Orthodox Jew that do that. Well, yeah, I understand that, but we're talking about the original Jews. Well, yeah, I don't know how the original Jews did it, but it is an ancient, um, it is an ancient tradition, an, an, an ancient rite, the way that they do that in that that particular super orthodox group um and it actually became a serious problem in new york i don't know if you know about this but the largest population of um, orthodox jews outside of israel is actually in new york and there are groups that perform um there are groups that perform circumcisions where they do the cutting and then the sucking and it's very bizarre to me i think um but yes and anyway what what was happening is some of the people some of the rabbis that were performing these ceremonies were giving the babies herpes and they were dying and like 20 23 or 25 20 some odd babies uh died from contracting herpes from this circumcision from this particular way to perform circumcision this jewish tradition Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Yeah, pretty awful. Um, so, yes. The Reubenites and Gadites. You ready? Yes. Very large herds and flocks. So, as they were going through the land towards the Jordan, they saw that there was particular land on the east side of the Jordan before they crossed over into Canaan that was particularly good for raising livestock. Um, so they went to Moses and Eleazar and they asked them, you know, hey, this land over here is great for livestock and we have the most livestock. So we basically want to stay over here when, you know, when this whole thing is done, this is the land that we want instead of inheriting some of the, the promised land, essentially, 
we want to stay on this side and we want to fortify the cities that are already here, rebuild and have all of this really good land for our livestock. So at first, Moses thought that they were being cowards. He said, shall your countrymen go to war while you sit here? Why do you discourage the Israelites from going over into the land the Lord has given them? This is what your fathers did when I set them, sent them from Kadesh Barnea to look over the land. After they went up into the valley and viewed the land, they discouraged the other Israelites from entering the land the Lord had given them. And then he talks about the Lord's anger being aroused, and it gets kind of kinky. <laughs> and <laughs> so now, were those the guys that, like, they they went there and said that they saw the Nephilim and they came back and then God, like, slaughters a whole bunch of people? Yeah, because, and remember, he that's where he said that the only one um, that would remain was Caleb. You remember that? Right. Yeah. Because Caleb was like, yeah, we can fuck their shit up. And the rest of them were like, mm, I don't think we can beat all of them. So that's what happened there. Um, so Moses continues after he talks about God's anger at burning and whatever. He, maybe he just needs some antibiotics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if it burns when you pee, go to the doctor. Yes. Um, <laughs> God, you need a doctor up there? I think we can get you some prescriptions yet. <laughs> So Moses says, and here you are, a brood of sinners standing in the place of your fathers and making the Lord even more angry with Israel. If you turn away from him, he will again leave all of his people in the desert and you will be the cause of their destruction. But the Reubenites and, and Gadites were not interested in not fighting. It's not that they were cowards. They just wanted to, they just wanted that land in particular. They liked the land. They wanted the cities. And so they, they basically tell Moses, no, no. We would like to build pens here for our livestock and cities for our women and children, but we are ready to arm ourselves and go ahead of the Israelites until we have brought them to their place. Meanwhile, our women and children will live in fortified cities for protection from the inhabitants of the land. We will not return to our homes until every Israelite has received his inheritance. We will not receive any inheritance with them on the other side of the Jordan because our inheritance has come to us on the east side of the Jordan. So they, they basically encourage him and say, look, we're not being cowards. We will fight with you, but we don't want the land over there. We want the land over here. So Moses is fine. Moses is like, oh, okay, well, if you'll do this and arm yourselves before the Lord and, you know, go into battle with us and fulfill your obligation to the Lord and to Israel, then this land will be your possession. Uh, but if you fail to do this, you'll be sinning against the Lord and you may be sure that your sin will find you out. Basically, I'm sure if they don't do it, then they're going to die, which is like <laughs> what always happens, right? Well, yeah, it's like the sin will find you out. It's like, well, no, God is going to track your ass down. And God is going to get repentance for his sins that he gave you. <laughs> yeah. And he'll take a baseball bat and knock your knees off. <laughs> Mafia style. Yeah. Um, so they, again, encourage Moses and tell him, we're your servants. We'll do as the Lord commands and our children and wives, blah, 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 again. Right. They go through the whole thing. Well, so then Moses uh, gave orders to Eleazar the priest and announced the agreement that, you know, the Gadites and the Reubenites and actually also half of Manasseh, which is another tribe, they also want to stay in Gilead. So, so it's two and a half tribes that want to remain on the east side of the Jordan. 
And these cities actually become cities of refuge for anyone who kills people or has problems or gets injured or whatever when they go into Canaan. The soldiers can come back to these cities that are built up and fortified and safe for them and, you know, have refuge there. So the Reubenites, the the Gadites, and half of the tribe of Manasseh go forth and build up the cities, well, rebuild because, you know, they tore them the fuck up when they killed everybody in them. Um, they built pens. They did all the stuff to prepare their homes and get their families set up in their livestock. And then they went forward and were ready to fight with the Israelites, the rest of the Israelites. Okay, so, and actually the cities of refuge thing, in case you didn't know, was in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 41 through 43. So that was just a little bit that we pulled out of Deuteronomy for that. So we're going to go now to, back to Numbers chapter 33, but only verse 50 and 56. So God, as you are probably well aware, likes to kill a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, it's not just that he likes to kill a lot of people. It's it's that he, I mean, he pers- he purposefully like creates scenarios in which to kill them. Yeah, he does. Um, and when God does conquest, he does it right, right? Like nobody survives. That's that's the shtick. You could easily explain this with the time period that they're in, and that's exactly just how. Like societies and and or well different societies worked back then. Like I mean, they would just go in and kill the entire place. I mean, you could explain this with natural reasons and history and all this other stuff, but nope, God ordered it. Yeah, actually, it was very normal at the time. It was for any any kingdom that would go to another kingdom and take over any kind of conquest or anything like that that was completely normal to kill everyone and not just the men the women and children they killed everyone um so that it wouldn't come back to bite them in the ass later yeah which i'm only pointing this out right now because of the whole objective morality argument that christians levy They, they they always like to levy that against atheists in general and, you know, to take the Old Testament, what we're about to get into, and say that God always knew that it was wrong for people to kill other people, I'm going to have to say bullshit. Because this is obviously after the Ten Commandments, but yet God is having them kill, like, innocent little children. I can't think of a fucking thing that a child could do that would deserve death. Well, they're, they're, they worship false idols. They, of course, they don't have the word of God. Like, they don't have the word of Yahweh. They don't know anything. Not that they don't necessarily know anything about him, but probably not. Um, it, within the story, they certainly wouldn't because they each area kind of has their own thing. While I agree they didn't have, like, the word of God or whatever, I guess it's just me with my higher sense of morality that I don't think that a kid, let alone his entire family, believing in a different God and not bothering anybody else is harmful to anybody. And I don't think it deserves for them to be killed. 
But they should have known God because God is written on all of our hearts, God, right? God is written on all of our hearts, and you should definitely know that shit. Now I'm going to stab you through the gut. <laughs> hey, at least I didn't say dick. Yeah. But then I just did. Anyways, continue. So God says, when you cross the Jordan into Canaan, drive out all of the inhabitants of the land before you, destroy all of their carved images and their cast idols and demolish all of their high places. Take possession of the land and settle in it, for I have given you the land to possess. Distribute the land by lot, according to your clans. To a larger group, give a larger inheritance and to smaller group, give a smaller one. Whatever falls to them by lot will be theirs. Distribute it according to your ancestral tribes. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land, those you allow to remain will become barbs in your eyes and thorns in your side. They will give you trouble in the land where you will live, and then I will do to you what I plan to do to them. So God basically says, if you don't fuck them all up, I'll fuck you up. Essentially. That is the way of the Lord. (laughs) it is it is so I think that this part is interesting Um, the Israelites don't destroy all of the idols Um, oh shit they yeah. disrespected the Lord? Well, we're going to get to it Ooh, later. The Lord's glory is not going to be happy. Well, but I mean, you know how, as in past experience, the Israelites don't wholly comply with God's directives. So they will fall repeatedly into religious apostasy. And they, they do this over and over again. Um, it, it becomes a normal thing. And obviously, God's pissed about it. We're going to read all about that. Um, but the people do not comply exactly all right let's let's get this shit show going (laughs) okay so now we're back to deuteronomy um for a short time chapter 25 verses 17 through 19 god also commands that the israelites kill all of the Amalekites and reminds them about how when they came out of Egypt, the Amalekites attacked them. And so basically says, when I give you rest from all of the enemies around you in the land, I'm giving you to possess his inheritance, blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Do not forget. So basically he's saying all the Amalekites should die. Nobody will ever even remember that they were here. Wow. But but then we're reading about it in the Bible, so. <laughs> Nobody will remember except for this record that we are just now uh, keeping. <laughs> hey, maybe we should delete this shit, huh, God? Don't you delete my diary. <laughs> okay, so back into Numbers chapter 34. We're starting at the beginning of that now. So now what God does is he tells them what their boundaries are, the borders of the land. And... They say, he says, when they enter Canaan, the land that will be allotted to you as inheritance will have these boundaries. Your southern side will include some of the desert of Zin along the border of Edom. On the east, your southern boundary will start from the end of the Salt Sea, which is the Dead Sea um, for like real life people here, uh, across the south of Scorpion, which is also not a place anymore. Um, 
pass and continue on to Zin and go south of Kadesh Barnea. Then it will go on to Hazar Adar and over to Asmon, where it will turn and join the Wadi of Egypt and end at the sea. And this time the sea that they're talking about is the Mediterranean Sea. So that is the southern border. Uh, okay. Okay, the western boundary will be the coast of the Great Sea. Um, and that's all it says. They'll get the coast. Okay. The northern boundaries, they're going to run from the Great Sea to Mount Hor. And from Mount Hor to Lebo, um, which is, let's see, what is Lebo? Uh, oh, no, that's the place. Okay, so. I rather envy the people that get Mount Hoar. <laughs> I, re- I really don't. No, scratch that. Don't look at me like that, honey. What? <laughs> so anyway, sorry. I, I kind of got a little confused. There's a lot of, like, big words here. <laughs> right, well, you see, that's the benefit of this particular podcast. Just make the shit up. Yeah. Just think of a funny way to pronounce it, and then that's it. Yeah, so they go to Mount Hoar, and then to Lebo Hamath. And then the boundary will go to Zedad and continue on to Zifron and end at Hazar Enan. This will be your boundary on the north. You see, I would have fun with all them names. Like, then they go to the lesbian town, and then they get on over to Ziggy Zag, and then <laughs> they get on to Zac Efron. Do you, do you want to read this part? you want to read the eastern boundary? Here. Here. Let me try the eastern boundary, see if I can get... I feel like you guys might be falling asleep a little bit if you're still listening. Did you just say I'm boring? I'm saying that I can make it festive. Oh, okay. Well, you make it festive there, GE. <laughs> eastern boundaries. For your eastern boundary, run a line from Hazah and Inan uh, to Shepherds. The boundary will go down from Shepherds to r- Ribs. And on the east side of the Ene, and continue along the slopes east of the sea to Kenneth. And it, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Kennereth is actually Galilee. So, Kenneth is is actually a place. Ken, Kennereth is Galilee. Oh, okay. The boundary will go down along the Jordan and end at the Salt Sea. See, it ended fine. Remember, Kenneth lives in Galilee. Again, the Salt Sea is the Dead Sea. For like, let's let's pull this into reality, which is really weird because it's not. But anyway, um, this will be your land with its boundaries you, on every side. You you know you know what place on Earth is saltier than the Dead Sea? I don't know Milwaukee in September. Yes. <laughs> okay so moses commanded the israelites oh sorry oh yeah we're still in we're still in numbers chapter 34 we're continuing on so moses commanded the israelites again assign the land by inheritance more the tribes with more people get more land the tribes with fewer people get less land and he basically just goes on from that and then reminds them that the tribes of Reuben and Gad and half of Manasseh are going to be going back to the east of the Jordan. Does anybody else think of like, uh, uh, what's his name, Reuben from the Reuben Report? I can't remember. the Dave. Dave Reuben. Dave Reuben yeah. and Gad Sad. 
Sad Gad, whatever his <laughs> name is. I don't know who that is. I, he's an online personality. I just think of both of them, and they're trying to negotiate new new lands or keeping the one lands instead of moving to the new ones. Okay, well, do you want to call him Dave Rubin and Gadzad? Yeah, they are now officially Dave Rubin and Gadzad. <laughs> what about Manasseh? Ma- Manasseh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That sounds like a southern, like an old southern black lady. Does it? It uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's what I get from it. Okay, it's a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Jews can be black. Yeah. Okay. So the Lord said to Moses, um, these are the names of the men who are to assign the land for you as your inheritance. Um, Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun, and appoint one leader from each tribe to help assign the land. Wait, is it son of Nun? Like he N- miraculously popped here on earth like Jesus? No, N-U-N. Yeah, oh, Okay. Like a nun, like the nuns in, in the... Um, Catholic Church. Catholic Church, yeah. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So like the Sisters was, of the Poor. Right, so he was born of the Sisters of the Poor. Aren't they not no. supposed to fuck? I thought they weren't supposed to fuck. No, the person's name was Nun, and it was a, a man. You know they don't name women in the Bible. Are you crazy? They do name women in the Bible. There Very was Sarah. There when was... they say son of, they're talking about the dude. Well, I understand that, but the nun part kind of threw my simple brain off. Okay. So, right now, (laughs) Numbers goes through the list of appointees from each tribe. So, they go through the person's name, son of who, from the tribe of this, and they do this for all of the tribes. I'm not doing it. Do you want to, do you want to make, do you want to (laughs) do names here? Let me see. Let's, let's let GE do, do fun names here. Let me me see what I can come up with. This ought to be fun. Caleb, son of Jepper, from the tribe (laughs) of Judah. Samuel, son of Emehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehemehem
<laughs> so the, these people's names are interesting, but we know which we know one of them's not named Dan. Look, there's a pedo, son of Amimodad, uh, the leader of the tribe of Naphtali. I don't know. I couldn't come up with very funny names. I'm sorry, people. Okay, so these these are <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a shit show. Let's go ahead and let's redirect. Let's get people back onto this these thing. These are the men the Lord commanded to assign the inheritance to the Israelite in the land of Canaan. Okay, so now we're gonna go Numbers chapter thirty-five, cities for the Levites. So if you recall, the Levites don't actually get their own inheritance; they get part of everybody else's inheritance. And each of the twelve, each of the tribes of Israel, basically gives some to the Levites. So God tells Moses, command the Israelites to give the Levites town to live in from the inheritance that the Israelites will possess, and give them pasture lands from around the towns. Then they will have towns to live in and pasture lands for their cattle, flocks, and all the other livestock. The pasture lands around the towns that the that you give the Levites will extend out fifteen hundred feet from the town wall. Outside the town measure 3,000 feet on the east side, 3,000 feet on the south side, 3,000 feet on the west side, and 3,000 feet on the north side, with the town in the center. They will have this area as pasture land for the towns. Six of the towns you give the Levites will be cities of refuge, to which a person who has killed someone may flee. In addition, give them 42 other towns. All in all, you must give the Levites 48 towns together with their pasture lands. The towns you give the Levites from the land the Israelites possess are to be given in proportion to the inheritance of each tribe. Take many towns from the tribes that have many, but few towns from the ones that have few. Um, okay, I'm, that's really kind of going over my head. To, I don't understand what the take fewer towns from the fewer tribes. Well, so the land that they're going to inherit and inherit the tribes with more people get more land right okay well along with the land there's also already cities and shit there there's cities and towns and everything already there so basically you're gonna have huge chunks of land that are given to any given any given tribe and that tribe has to basically donate they have to tithe they have to tithe essentially some of their land to the levites so God wants to make sure that the Levites not only have just plain land, like he wants to make sure that they get towns and that they get pasture land and that they're taken care of just like everybody else because they don't inherit the same way as everyone else does. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So that's all for this week. Okay. Yeah. So next week we're going to go through Moses reviewing the history um, beginning from his first address with all of Israel in the desert east of the Jordan um, through Sinai through because Moses had a journal. Remember, we sort of talked about this. Moses, Moses kept a journal of all of their time and what they did. We're going to recap in Deuteronomy is, is when they do this. They they recap everything, sending the spies cowardice um penalty for cowardice which is as we know 40 years in the desert um invasions um waiting for the doubters deaths so basically they had to spend all that time in the desert for all those people to die um then the defeat of the amorites defeat of the bashanites we're going to go through all of these things and we're going to talk about why the leadership changed we're going to talk about how the greatest threat to israel is idolatry Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that's what we're going to do next time. Okay, so we have next time. So next week, the week following, and the week after that. And then we get to do the laws of Moses. Yay, the I laws know. of Moses. I know. So next month in March, we'll be doing the laws of Moses. And I cannot wait to do the laws of Moses. There are laws in Deuteronomy, Numbers, um, what other what other books are they in? Uh, Leviticus and Exodus. So we're going to go through all the laws that are throughout those four books and they're categorized by law type, right? So like we're going to talk about um, how they atone, um, how they do offerings. We're going to talk about all kinds of shit, all kinds of shit. Laws of the Sabbath, special instructions for conquest, sacrifices and offerings. Um, We're going to talk about how to deal with dead bodies and contact with dead bodies. We're going to talk about um, kidnapping, mayhem. We're going to talk about rape. We're going to talk about all the laws and I can't, oh, theft of personal property, um, personal rights and remedies. We're going to go over all of these things and I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because pretty much everything you get killed for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really excited to go through the laws of Moses. It's going to be super interesting, much more so than what we've been doing before. And then once we finish the laws, we'll be done with the first five books of the Bible, also known as the books of Moses. Well, that just sounds awesome. Yeah. So I hope you heathens are prepared for that little bit of a bloodbath. (laughs) And we're going to try not to be sociopathic about it because we care. We do? Oh, yes, we do. We we care. A lot. We don't want to see the, the Jews dying. I mean, that's what anti-Semites want to see. Well, that's true. Oh, they even talk about divorce. You know. Oh, and about marrying captive women. You know, God is kind of an anti-Semite. It seems so. <laughs> and I'm just saying, <laughs> saying, guys, God does not like the Jews all that much. Yeah. But anyways, heathens, I hope you will turn tune in, not turn t- whatever the fuck I was trying to say. Hope you will tune in next week when we cover all of these lovely topics of whatever the fuck we just said. And then, um, yeah, I really only remember what we cover in each episode. Yeah. Well, we're going to go through. We're going <laughs> to ba- basically next week and the week after we're going to be recapping essentially what's happened since they left Egypt. Okay, so it's just, yeah, it's what the Bible does best, and that's repeat itself. Well, and so maybe maybe next week what we'll do is if I go through it and it's too much like repeating and it's going to be kind of boring, we can maybe just go through if there's anything we haven't touched on yet um, and skip through it pretty quickly, and maybe we can do a couple episodes in one, like a couple days in one. I'm not really sure. I'll have to read through it and see if there's anything new. If if it's all just a repeat of the same shit, maybe we can just skip it. Well, yeah, I mean, it because again, like you pointed out earlier in this particular episode, it's a literary device so that people can un- can remember the shit. Well, yeah, and they do. So they do this at the beginning of um, they do this in Deuteronomy. They explain, they they explain it all. <clears throat> well, they just they went through it all, and now they're saying, okay, this is a summary of what we just talked about. Here's a summary of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about it, and then here's what we just talked about. So that's kind of what they're doing, and I get it, but I don't think we necessarily need to do that. So we'll see what happens. Maybe we can get to the laws sooner than later. 
We'll have to see. But uh, anyways, heathens, I hope you will t- tune in next week and uh, we will see you then. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.